Welcome in, everyone. Hope all is well. Um, happy draft week, right? NFL draft starts this Thursday. Big weekend for football. Big weekend for a bunch of former Georgia Bulldogs who are about to get their name called. Um, so it's going to be awesome to see. We're going to definitely touch on the draft. We'll do a little draft preview and, and talk about these Bulldogs and where we think they're going to go. Um, and then also, of course, we're going to touch on some news post G Day. So that's what I got for you. I got post G Day nuggets. And I've got NFL Draft Preview coming up. No guests today. Guests flaked on me. It's all good. It happens. It's been happening a lot recently. Not going to lie. But hey, we're working with it. All right. It keeps on moving. The train keeps on moving, folks. So we're going to get right into things right now with some post-G-Day nuggets. Um, Just some news I think everyone should be aware of and I want to talk about a little bit here. So JT Daniels transferred to West Virginia, which should be a good fit for him. So good luck to JT there. I think he'll be good in that offense spread. Um, dink and dunk. Um, t- take what the defense gives you, and I think that JT as an accurate quarterback should do well in that system. And we know Big 12 defenses don't really exist. So there's that. Um, Amarius Mims decided to stay at Georgia after testing the transfer portal. Um, he visited Florida State, and they rolled out the red carpet for him, uh, but just didn't do the job. And then after G-Day, he announced his return. Um, reserve defensive lineman Tyson Mitchell has entered the transfer portal along with DB Jalen Kennedy. So those two guys are currently in the portal right now, both reserve guys. Uh, Jalen did have a, a good spring game. Interesting to see where he'll end up. Um, but you don't want to lose depth there, to be honest. I mean, that's a thin position for Georgia right now. Um, we really don't have a, a, Q, a CB2, in my opinion, right now as it stands. I mean, with reps, we could see Nyland Green develop into that guy. I mean, we saw him play well um, at G-Day. But is he, you know, that first-day starter right now opposite of Keely Ringo? I just don't see it. Interesting to see if we could maybe dip into the portal. Um, if one of the recruits coming in, we have really good DB class that we've already talked about in previous episodes. So maybe they can, you know, help contribute and one guy kind of emerge as that CB2 option, or they're just going to play it as a rotation game. So we'll, we'll have to see as the off season moves on continuing with our nuggets here. So Kenny McIntosh was arrested for reckless driving and no seatbelt this past week. So was in the car with George Pickens. And hit another car at 4 a.m. Uh, definitely fishy to me with the reporting and then what he was charged with. But, uh, you know, I'm not making accusations until things are proven. So, um, yeah, that's really, I just thought you needed to know that. Georgia did get its first commit post G-Day this week, though, uh, when a recent Notre Dame commit, Justin Rett, he's a 2023 four-star cornerback, um, 6'1", 195, rated as the number 12 corner in the country, Number two player in Nevada, he's actually out of Bishop Gorman, that powerhouse. Um, so he actually visited G-Day, April 16th, decommitted that day from Notre Dame, and then committed to Georgia this week, about a week later. So, And that moved Georgia up to number three overall in team rankings for 2023, according to 247 Sports. Now let's talk about G-Day a little itself here. Um, give you my takes. Got a chance to see it up close, um, but but make sure you keep it in mind here that this is a scrimmage, and it's really for fans more than it is the team, to be honest. The coaches see more in practice and the scrimmage leading up to G-Day than the actual event, and you know Kirby has said as much. 
Um, I think each quarterback played well. Um, you look back at the tape, they each played well, especially Stetson Bennett and Carson Beck, in my opinion. They were decisive, uh, on time, for the most part accurate. You know, I, I love seeing Beck stretch the field on that 60-yarder to Arian Smith. Um, really shows you, one, Arian's speed to get behind um, a young corner, albeit, um, in Nyland Green. But he did get behind him very quickly, um, and Beck had no issues at all throwing a dart 60 yards. Uh, so great to see that. You know, Eric Gilbert had two touchdown catches. Looked like a grown man out there. Uh, will be huge weapon for the dogs if he can get in shape and continue to learn the offense, you know, because a little big right now. And, you know, Kirby said his conditioning has to get to a point where he gets to that football level of conditioning. So it's play after play, uh, full speed, full sprint. He has to get back to that shape. Um, so I think, you know, he, he drops 10, 15 pounds um, and learns the offense a bit better. And he he's definitely going to be a huge weapon for the Bulldogs. So um, along those same lines, you know, Oscar Delp, um, the early enrollee tied in, got a chance to show what he can do with Bowers and Big O out. And he flashed some skill that, you know, I think can contribute immediately um, to, you know, especially when you have Todd Monk in the Georgia OC showing that he can highlight different players and their skill sets. I think he's always shown that since he's been here as OC. You look at Stetson Bennett, you look at Ladd McConkie, um, you look at Big O, you look at Brock Bowers, you look at James Cook, um, Kenny McIntosh. He uses these guys to their strengths. Um, so I really think that Delp can contribute really quickly. Um, you know, I like how the running backs and offensive line looked. I think Kenny McIntosh and Kendall Milton with a with a dose of Dejon Edwards will be hard to stop, just put simply. I mean, each guy presents, you know, different skill sets that defenders will have to take into account, like, you know, catching the ball in the backfield, um, his, the route running ability from Kenny McIntosh, the straight line speed, power uh, gain from Kendall Milton, and he also can catch out of the backfield along with Dejon Edwards, who's that quick twitch, you know, cutback runner. Um, that I think is very underrated, and I, I'm excited to see Dejon get more touches this fall. Um, up front, I think it was good all around. I mean, I know I'm saying a lot of good here, but you know, I think there's a lot to take away from how the offensive line played here, um, especially I, I think with Xavier Truss, uh, Blask, Devin Willock, the way they were moving guys on the inside and, and setting up these running backs, protecting the quarterbacks because there was a lot of passing sets that they had to drop back, and we, you know, it, that can kind of highlight some issues in, you know, communication um, and inexperience in, in the past, but I think they did well. Um, on the outside, I think we're set. I mean, because that's really the the battles on the inside, right? Uh, especially at left guard right there, Xavier Truss and Devin Willett going at it right now. Um, but on the outside, we're set. Roger Jones showed what he can do in, in the national championship, shutting down uh, Will Anderson. And Warren McClendon uh, was a quality starter all year last year at right tw- right tackle. So I think they're set um, at at those positions. You know, moving on to the outside, a receiver, Arian Smith, obviously had that bomb catch. I think he uh, showed that he, he's getting back to his old self, right? Went through a bunch of injuries last year, um, a toe, uh, a shin. Um, he, he's back. He was, he was really moving well. Kyrus Jackson moved really well. Uh, excited to see him get back healthy. One of those guys who was going through injuries last year. We didn't see him at his full capacity. Um, Don Blaylock, great to see Don back um, and, and you know contributing. 
after those two ACL tears. Um, just seeing him move on the field and in pads and, and looking good, uh, that's a good sign. Ladd McConkey, A.D. Mitchell, they all look crisp, really. I mean, they were running well, which is a great sign seeing how thin we are at that position right now. But, uh, again, take into account that, yeah, we are thin at receiver, but the tight end room is the best in the country, it looks like. Uh, so I think – you know, Georgia might be thin at receiver, but they're not thin at pass catchers, if you know what I'm saying. Um, so on defense, we move on to the other side. we got to see some uh, really good play from young guys, right? Because they're having to replace a bunch of guys who are about to hear their name called this weekend. Um, specifically, let's, let's, let's think about it in the secondary, right? Lewis Seen, Darion Kendrick. I mean, th- those guys are huge contributors uh, to that pass defense, and, they, and they're out of there. And then, you you know, of course, add the linebackers and how important they are into the secondary as far as giving pass rushes and keeping their gaps. Um, but these guys are going to have to step up, right? And we saw some good play. I think in the secondary, I was impressed with Javon Bullard and Nylon Green. The thing to keep in mind here is that this group, this DB room will look a lot different this summer and this fall, especially because I think, well, we know Tyke Smith is going to come back and he's going to be a day one starter at safety, in my opinion. Um, and then you add the recruits who are going to be coming in this summer, and Georgia had one of the top DB classes. It really in program history, if you look at it, and we talked about that in previous episodes. So you have those guys coming in too and, and adding some depth here. Um, so it'll be interesting who rotates in, who we're seeing at each spot. I mean, I really think you know Everett, uh, the early enrollee, has a chance um, at, at some quality playing time. We know Kamari Laster was a late scratch for the G-Day game. I was excited to see him at, at CB2 and see what he was doing, but uh, we're going to have to wait to see on him. Uh, he, he showed some quality reps last year in game as a true freshman, so I think he can contribute. We'll, we'll see if he can be that CB2, though. That's what we need. I think we need another guy like a Darion Kendrick to be as opposite of Keeley to really lock down guys and allow our linebackers to move freely. Um, yeah, so it'll be a different group back there. And, you know, last thing I'll add here is Brett Thorson at punter. Yeah, he was efficient. Uh, he, he was maybe he has maybe one of the toughest jobs in replacing All-American Jake Camarda, you know. Replacing a guy on the team, We there's several positions. We had stars leave, obviously, Jordan Davis, um, Wyatt, Walker, you know, Dean. But Jake Camarda was one of the biggest contributors for this Georgia team the last few years, you know. All-American guy, he, he punts it a mile. He, he, he can – you know, pin it inside the 20 at will, it's going to be really hard to replace that. So, you know, Brett Thorson has a big job ahead. We'll, we'll see what he can do moving on. But I think he played well um, and had a good showing in his first snaps in Sanford Stadium like that. So overall, great day. I love G-Day. It was one of my, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I got a chance to, to go out and watch these guys up close. And it, it was great environment. You know, Dog Nation always shows up. Um, so it was a great time, and now we get to move on just you know, under 15 days later to the NFL draft. So great time to be a football fan. So let's go ahead and jump into our NFL draft preview. Um, lots to talk about, to be honest. I mean, we have 14 Bulldogs who could possibly go this weekend, which would shatter a record. Um, really, it, start, it all starts with who will go number one. You know, Trayvon Walker has just become the odds favorite to be the number one overall pick. If you would have told me that last fall, as we're sitting there about to play Clemson, and you just brought up an NFL draft take and said this or said something 
closer to this, like, hey, Trayvon Walker could be a top five pick, I'd be like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? You know? And now here we are. After a quality season of play around, uh, well, in one of the best defenses we've seen and around um, some other first-round draft picks, after after good play there, and then a crazy combine performance where he absolutely went off, and now we're here. Like he he's the odds-on favorite minus one sixty. Aiden Hutchinson was that guy, right? The Michigan D end. He's now not the favorite. He's at plus one fifty, and then Akeem Ikwanu, um, the tackle, plus seven fifty from NC State. So that's really interesting to see. Now, obviously, this doesn't translate to who will be picked. That's all, you know, a toss-up, really. I mean, nobody really knows exactly what will happen. That's really the beauty of the draft. Hutchinson has the numbers. He led college football in sacks last year, dominated the Big Ten. Pass rush moves, I think, are well-developed. Heisman runner-up, well, as if that means much in regards to draft stock. But, um, you know, let me give you the first five draft order. Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, uh, Jets, Giants. You know, all could use a pass rusher. And the consensus, you know, according to reports I've kept up with from Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Daniel Jeremiah, who are really like the Mount Rushmore of draft coverage. Really? Like the consensus Mount Rushmore of draft coverage talent. <laughs> yeah, they all saying Jax, Detroit, and Houston could possibly take Walker. That would give Georgia the first number one pick in the program since 2008 when Matt Stafford graced the stage with that arm talent, you know? Um, So it'll be awesome to see Walker go first. And really crazy when you think about that defense, you know, and who else on that defense is about to get taken in the first round. Um, You know, I even did a spot with the Houston Texans about Trayvon Walker. And this was weeks before, you know, he came out as the odds favorite. So I even talked to them about N'Kobe Dean too. Um, you know, what gets me is that Walker is probably the fifth guy you would think of if you had to name the 21 defense. It's for me, Nicobe Dean was the alpha, of course. Uh, Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, Keely Ringo, Lewis Seen, and then I add Walker. You know, but when you look back at the tape, Walker was an edge, 6'5", 275, playing in the B-gap. Uh, which you have you know, tackles and, and nose guys playing and taking on double teams while periodically dropping in coverage. You know, that, that's just special when you think about it. Um, his tape, to me, really backs up his combine performance, which was his coming out party, of course. I mean, the way he moved on that day was incredible, and that's what I think much of this hype is coming from. But teams have come out, you know, guys who are studying this tape, you know, as names get more publicity, you know, the more we look into their tape. And I think the more we look into Walker's tape, um, the more he shows us why he could be that number one pick. You know, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this shakes out at the top, but we could see as many as, you know, four dogs go in the first round. Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, they have strong first round grades. Then we have N'Kobe Dean, Lewis Seen, George Pickens. They're at the fringe of the first round. With some first-round grades, some day-two grades, N'Kobe Dean should be a top-15 pick, in my opinion. Um, That's backed up by Todd McShay and others. For some reason, you know, N'Kobe, who is clearly the best linebacker in football, is getting flack for his size and ability, you know, to take on blocks at the next level. Completely crap to me. I mean, he was the best linebacker in high school, Buckus Award, 
best linebacker in college, Buckus Award, and best player on the best defense we've seen this decade or even longer. Is he just going to get bad at football all of a sudden? Every level he has dominated. But this level's too much? Is that what I'm hearing? I, I don't get it. Whoever gets Nakobe is going to get a defensive anchor for years to come. That's a fact in my mind. I also like Pickens and Scene as value picks. Pickens running a 4-4-7 at the combine tells you he has the speed. And we already knew his route running, blocking, high point catching was among the best in the country. Scene, on the other hand, is hardly ever in the wrong spot and will absolutely take your head off. Uh, plus, he ran in the four threes at 6-2. I think he's got great value. Um, and I even read a report today about him going in the first. So a lot of good news coming this weekend for Dog Nation, I think. You know, just off the top. You know, we haven't even gotten to the rest here because I've, I've also heard a lot of good things about Quay Walker, who has all the physical traits you want at inside linebacker. You know, same as Channing Tindall, whose motor is incredible. You know, both guys will likely go in the third or fourth round along with, you know, Darion Kendrick, Jamari Salyer, Justin Schaefer. I, I'm really interested as well on where Zamir White and James Cook will go uh, at running back because Cook is the more NFL ready with his pass catching ability. You know, he, he can do anything out of the backfield. He's thought to go day two, but we know, you know, White has the speed and power to make a good first and second down pro back. He's projected to go in the fourth or fifth. So there's also a chance, even at the end of this, that John Fitzpatrick gets off the board at some point as one of the most NFL-ready blockers at tight end. So Georgia could have 14 guys drafted this weekend. Really excited for the draft. Set the record last year when I was covering it with nine, the program record, and now we're about to shatter that this weekend. So really looking forward to being a part of that, covering the draft. This will be my third draft I've covered for you, Jay Wire. So looking forward to that. And please, I'll be on Twitter. I'll be writing. Let me know what you think. And let's let's talk about what's happening on draft night and this weekend. Um, make sure to rate, subscribe, and review, as always. Or re-rate, re-subscribe, and re-review. Um, and always follow us at UGAWire.com and UGA Football Live on Twitter, UGA Wire on Instagram. That's where we're at. Um, Hit us up and follow us for all your Georgia football needs. Enjoy draft weekend, everyone. Until next time, see you.